It's time again for another episode of Bill Marty's Guide to Getting Older. Maybe someday he'll let me do more than just announce, but until then, here's the adorable Bill Marty. Hello, love! Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Bill Monty's Guide to Getting Older, Episode 3, Being Kind. And yes, lovey, we will try to get you more to do in the show, but you're so wonderful at the introductions. I don't want to water down your value to the show, and I can't pay you more. I want to concentrate a little bit on this episode about uh, kindness. And this comes about as a result of actually several conversations I've had this week. And it's kind of funny, isn't it, when these things happen like that? Like you have one conversation and later on you maybe you see a show or you hear something on a radio program or you read something that goes, well, that's just what we were talking about. And uh, I found myself uh, several times this week being in conversations about kindness or being kind. So if you listen to previous episodes, you know that I close the show usually with a quote about being kind. The first episode was, in a world where you can be anything, be kind. In a world where we can make anything, make a difference. And last week's was a quote by the Dalai Lama, be kind whenever possible, it's always possible. And I, I really think this is something that's important. It's something that's missing. And one of those things when we look at the world today and, and people are either unhappy or unsatisfied or looking for that extra thing, I, I just believe if we could be nicer to each other. And I, and I don't recall, is it that we used to be nicer to each other? Or is it as you get older, you're just aware that kindness seems to be evaporating? Because right now, no matter what, whether it's, you know, a company that you're dealing with and you need them to help correct an issue or a problem. You're, you're so thrilled when someone shows the least bit of interest in helping you resolve the problem. You'll tell everyone, you'll take out billboards, you know, you'll tell your friends, you must do business with this company. I, I'm part of this app. It's called next door where people in the neighborhood talk to each other and it's filled with people recommending other people and other businesses and some of them just do the minimum, but they're so happy that they get the recommendation. And of course, there's a lot more, unfortunately, that want to tell you about how awful a business is. And I get it. It's kind of a warning, you know, stay away, but everything with a grain of salt, you know. Is it that they are a bad business or a bad person who works for that business? Or is it the person just didn't get the answer they want? As someone who's worked in customer service, I can tell you that many unhappy customers are unhappy because they're told, no, what you're looking for isn't going to happen. And if you're working with a company that strives to give good customer service, they should be offering you some type of way for you to win also. I'm sorry, we can't do that for you. We can't refund your money. However, the next time that you visit us, you know, dessert is on the house. If it's, say, a restaurant or something. There's always a way in customer service that you can get around an unhappy customer. You know, I used to say when, when I did customer service training, customer service is what you need when the customer experience goes bad. 
So most businesses, if you could get the customer experience right, you don't need to worry about customer service because it means you have taken the time to look at your customer's journey to getting you and to what they're looking for from you and to understand where their pain points are all along the way. And you try to alleviate those pain points before the customer becomes unhappy. And it doesn't work all the time. You know, there is no perfect solution for it. But if you are a company that is thinking that way, your customers will be much happier. I would say to, I'm not going to say every cable provider, because I haven't dealt with most of them, but I have dealt with two of them in South Florida, uh, one in particular. And every time you deal with them, they the, the attitude is they could care less if you're happy. They could care less if you take your business elsewhere. They just don't care. Their service is terrible. Their representatives are terrible. Uh, and, 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 and the service that comes into your house is not good either. I was talking to people today, uh, meeting with some friends and out of the, I think 12 people that were gathered together, five of them did not have cable or internet and had not had for over a day. And they could not get any explanation as to why. And I think that if all of these companies, and and by the way, that's why I don't have cable anymore in the future episode, we'll be talking about cutting the cord and I'll talk you through how to do that because uh, I don't rely on cable anymore for my entertainment. I, you have to, you have to have Wi-Fi in the house, but let me tell you everything else. You just get the apps that you want, the streaming apps. There's no year long contracts again for a future episode. But I really wish that there were companies these days that just put kindness first. If that was their, the very first thing that they put, into any hiring notices for some, when they're looking to hire people. Can you imagine if it said uh, full-time position, Monday through Friday, no evenings, must be kind? First off, wouldn't you want to work at a place that put that out there? As if kindness has become something impossible to attain. And I don't believe that it is. And that was part of the discussions that I was involved with during the course of the week here is that, um, well, Bill, it's easy for you because you're a nice guy. First off, I'm not that nice, okay? I try to be nice, but, you know, people will tell you, depending on your relationship with me, I can be a hard ass. Um, And, you know, no one is perfect. I am certainly not. I have my bad moments. I'm I'm cranky, Um, you know, but I try to be nice. I try to be pleasant. I try to be kind, but you do have to think about it. I'm sure even Gandhi and Mother Teresa were a pain in the butt sometimes. You, but you do have to you have to work at it, just like anything. You have to work at being kind. But isn't that a sad statement on humanity that we have to work at being kind? So I want you to take just a moment and think about those in your family and your friends maybe acquaintances, people you know at work or you know through someone else. Can you think of someone that when you think of them, the first word that comes to mind is kind? If you were to describe the person to someone else, is the first thing you would say be, oh, oh, uh, yes, Joanne, you know what? She's kind. You would describe a physical attribute. 
wouldn't describe the color of her skin or her age. If you said kind, most people would be interested in meeting this Joanne. But I don't know that we have a lot of people that we can think of like that. I do know people who are nice. I, I, I think of my mother when I think of this. And my mother, again, not a perfect human being. But she was very kind. She was very supportive. And I think whatever kindness that I have in me today, hopefully, I, I think I got from her. So I'd like you to think, starting today and as you move forward, in whatever you do, to be kind. First off, be kind to yourself. We beat ourselves up a lot. It's the kind of world right now where that just sort of plays out. But we beat ourselves up a lot. So do something for yourself. You know what? Do you like ice cream? But you don't need it because you're afraid of gaining a pound or two. Go have some ice cream. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to you. And once you're kind to yourself, I think you'll find it's not that difficult to be kind to other people. And commit yourself to performing one act of kindness a day. And this doesn't have to be some grandiose display of kindness. You know, you don't have to go in and, and take out $100 and give it to someone on the street who looks like they could use it and then, you know, pat yourself on the back. It's as simple as just hold a door open for someone. You know, acts of kindness are those acts that you perform for others where you expect no reward. So I encourage you, please, you have the opportunity to make a difference in the life of someone today. What an amazing thing that is, if you think about it. You have the opportunity to make a difference, a positive difference in someone else's life. You can make a, a difference in someone else's life that's not great. Try to make it a positive difference. Just by smiling, by having a kind word, by not passing judgment on someone, you never know what someone else is going through. If they treat you badly, Try to give them the benefit of the doubt. No one is perfect. And frankly, I believe that most people are just trying the best that they can. And I wish I could say that part of the trip of getting older is that this becomes easier. But it doesn't. I know a lot of older people who are miserable. Uh, and I know a lot of younger people who seem blessed with understanding what kindness is all about. So do yourself a favor, do your fellow man and your fellow woman a favor, do the world a favor, practice kindness, and then encourage someone else to pass it on. We'll be back in just one moment, and we'll see you on the flip side. Friends, we'd love to get your feedback on the show. Please drop us a line at billmonte04 at gmail.com and let us know what you think. Plus, we're on Facebook now, so the next time you're on it, look up Bill Monty's Guide to Getting Older. That's where I share insights about the show, links to my music recommendations and video suggestions, favorite books, and so much more. Let me know what you think. I look forward to hearing from you. Okie dokie. So there is that. So a quick word about the uh, the Facebook page. It wasn't working. 
hard to believe that someone uh, my age messed up a Facebook page, but I messed it up. So if you、uh, are a current friend of mine and you receive a notice asking you to join the Bill Monty's、uh, Guide to Getting Older Facebook page, it's legit. It's not a spam. I really did send that. And if you are looking, look up Bill Monty's Guide to Getting Older. You do need to be invited, or I need to invite you to. Be a part of it, so you can either look it up on Facebook, search for Bill Monty's Guide to Getting Older, or you can write me at billmonty04 at gmail dot com. So, keeping with our Be Kind、uh, theme for our episode today, I would like to steer you as my music choice for the week to a wonderful performer who I was not familiar with her music at all till like last year sometime. Her name is Nancy Lamott,、uh, L-A-M-O-T-T, and unfortunately, Miss Lamott passed away at a very young age in、uh, 1995. She was an American singer. She was mostly popular on the New York City cabaret circuit.、Uh, she used to play "Don't Tell Mama." If you've ever been to "Don't Tell Mama" in、uh, in New York City, it's a wonderful little club. It's very like 80 people or something like that. But a lot of really famous people go there. You, you can go just for a great night of cabaret music.、Uh, I saw Seth Rudetsky there、uh, a couple times.、Uh, you know, just just a great place. She played the the Oak Room at the Algonquin Hotel Tavern on the Green.、Uh, but she performed a song called "We Can Be Kind." So that's going to be on the Facebook page this week, and it's a wonderful song. Uh, beautiful. She has an absolutely beautiful voice, and I encourage you to go to whatever app you use for streaming music. I we do this podcast on Spotify, so I'll give Spotify the push here and ask for music by Nancy Lamott. You will not be disappointed. She's really terrific. But you can go to our Facebook page and listen to "We Can Be Kind." I'll post the video there. Uh, the other recommendation this week, the book recommendation, is not one book in particular. So we are in the midst in this country, and I said in our first episode, we're not going to get political, and I'm going to do my best to make sure we we stick to that. But with that said, in Florida, where I live,、uh, we are going through a、uh, a lot of different changes aimed at how our children are educated. And to that end, something I thought I would never see in my lifetime, we now have banned books for our schools. And the books that are banned are、uh, really, <laughs> well, To Kill a Mockingbird is one of them.、Uh, someone's going to have to explain that to me.、Uh, so To Kill a Mockingbird is banned. Mein Kampf is not. So I'm just going to leave that there for you. So my book recommendation, I'm going to put up on the、uh, the Facebook page a list of books that are banned in Florida, and I encourage you to please go out and buy one of those books, or go to your library and ask for one of these books, and to read them and to pass them along, because I, I we, we this this just can't be when we start closing our minds. You know, listen. Books are, 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 are that's our education. That's where we learn from. It's where you can sit by yourself and read someone else's opinion. Doesn't mean you have to agree with it, and isn't necessarily going to, you know, change your life. One of my favorite books is Lonesome Dove. I didn't go out and become a cowboy, 
and I didn't drive cattle to Montana because I read Lonesome Dove, for God's sake. Uh, I read The Wizard of Oz and didn't get transported to a land of scarecrows and tin men. If we start saying that books are can harm you, and then we start saying that books should not be read by people, and they should be hidden from our children. Now, look, I'm not talking about something explicit. I'm not talking about hardcore violence. But you know what? When I was a kid, I read a book. This was remember when we were children, you could order books. I was in elementary school, so they would give you this list of books. And you could order these books, and then they would be delivered to your school, and then you read them. Well, this must have been like 1966 or 67. And I ordered a book. I didn't know what it was. It's called Johnny Got His Gun by Dalton Trumbo, the famous Dalton Trumbo.、Uh, got this book, and、um, it's a story of a soldier. I believe it was in World War One, who basically、uh, is seriously injured.、Uh, In a battle, and loses his arms, his legs, his ability to speak, his ability to hear. I think it was, and he's and he's blind.、But、this is pretty gruesome stuff. But they didn't stop me from reading it. You know, I I learned a lot from that. It opened my mind. It made me think. It made me think about war, which is what Dalton Trumbo wanted. You know, it wasn't all John Wayne movies. And. You know, we 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 really have to be careful here, folks. We we've got to be careful because for those of you who think that this is okay to do, what are you going to do when they say the book you like and that you want your children to read is now banned? So support those, support your local bookstores, support the small bookstores, support the writers who are out there, support free thought and free will. Until next time. This is Bill Monty saying: Be mindful, be grateful, be positive, be true, and be kind. Peace.